Welcome to the club, the original leadership podcast for children's ministers with your host, Jim Weidman. Jim has been helping others on their leadership journey for nearly four decades. Now let's join Jim and see what he has in store for us this month. Hey everybody, welcome back to the club podcast with Jim Weidman. It is great to be back another month and i'm excited i've got uh last month we talked about family we're continuing that theme about talking about the family but we're talking about working alongside with family in the ministry and uh, i'm excited because uh, really i couldn't make this stuff up it's just kind of great how everybody that's over at the house tonight uh, happens to be working with their spouse and so uh, I think this is great, but I think it'll also some of these same principles will help you if you work for family, if you work for your dad or your mom or sister, brother, cousin, whatever. And uh, I've got four great folks with me tonight. Two have been on the club before. Two, this is the first time to ever be on a club. So we want to say a big welcome to David Laughlin. Well, thank you, Brother Jim. First time on the club, as well as Nicole Jones. Thank you, sir. Yeah, but... Uh, Tonight, uh, it's kind of exciting because uh, not only is David here, but Nicole and her husband, Corey. Uh, Corey's no stranger to the club. Hello, Brother Jim. It is great to have you here. And uh, Corey and Nicole are from Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And uh, tell us about your church and what you guys do there. We both are on staff at Southern Hills Christian Church, and I am the lead children's pastor. And, and I am the lead creative arts pastor. Yeah, be sure and put that lead in there. Okay, that's, that's really good. Yeah. I, I almost forgot. <laughs> yeah, don't forget that. And so it's good. And uh, then David has been on staff at a church out in Colorado for the last year. And he is going back on the road as a, uh, it's not really an evangelist, are you? Well, I don't know. I mean, I think that's a part of it. I mean, yeah, oftentimes that's the goal. But yeah, yeah. so illusionist, evangelist, yeah. evangelist, edutainer, yeah, entertainingist, whatever that might be. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't spell that. I went to public school in Alabama, so uh, <laughs> it's kind of great. But Dave, uh, David, and his wife Tisha, uh, I have known them for a long time, and. Uh, it is just great to uh, have him a part of Infuse, but also uh, I've had him at my church, and uh, they do a tremendous job, and uh, we'll talk later about how people can get in touch with you, but what started out as just David doing shows turned into David and his wife doing shows together, and now you got the whole family involved. That's right. We got our two oldest boys and how two old year old. Are they? The oldest is six. He turns seven soon. Oh man! And then we have a five. Those two are in the show. The two year old joins the show this year, and our oh, one month really? old baby is going to be a little while, but she'll get in there soon too. Yeah, that'll be great. Get her a little outfit. Let her, let her do. Put her in a box with Put swords. I'm not sure what it'll be. Stick swords at her. Oh, no. I wonder if DHS gets nervous when magicians have children. I don't know. It's uh, kind of scary, but anyway. And then uh, I've got Adrian Blavit. And uh, she is here. Adrian is no stranger to the club. You've been on bunches of these, haven't you? A few, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of great. And she works in Mission, Texas. Mission, Texas. Way south in Texas. Love it. Almost 
in another country. Almost. Five Almost. minutes. Yeah, five minutes. And I tell you, it is like heaven down there. It is. I'll be <laughs> honest with you. Uh, she turned me on to a little drink called Campfire, mm-hmm. which is like a mocha with smoke. There. Uh, <laughs> a hot Mexican chocolate in a coffee drink, which is uh, way like wonderful. Yes. And the best tamales in the whole wide world. Mm-hmm. But uh, Adrian, tell, uh, tell everybody about what you and your husband do. Yes, so I'm the children's pastor at Palm Valley Church in Mission. And a my, great church. It is a great church. And my husband is uh, one of our staff pastors and helps oversees all the operations, maintenance, etc. Oh, so like when you mess up a room, do you get in trouble at home? Usually, no. Okay. I know a guy. You know a guy. Our pastor right? jokes that the children's pastor is sleeping with the building guys. Yeah. <laughs> so it works out pretty good. Well, he did the wedding, didn't he? He did do the wedding. Yeah, he so the it wedding, works. So it works. He, he knows you have a license. So there you go. Okay. It's all good. But it's really an exciting story. Uh, Adrian and her husband, Ty, uh, met each other while they were uh, in master's commission. And so... There's never been a time that you hadn't worked with your significant other there at the church, even before you got married. And then after you guys got married, um, just kept working and and, uh, it's kind of great. So, um, you know, I have, uh, there's been times that I've worked in churches that had a lot of family and uh, learned a lot about some of that. So we're going to talk about some of these situations. Maybe uh, you're in a situation where you work with a lot of different families. And so I think that there'll be some practical things that we can learn. First of all, guys, what do you do to just kind of keep the, you know, the crazies from coming into your home life? What are, what are some things that you guys have learned that are just, you'd say to someone listening, if you don't do anything else, do this. I think for our family, it's been just be intentional, know what your priorities are and stick to them. Know that, you know, husband and I, we're going to have a date night tonight and we're not going to talk about work. Know that there's going to be times where we have to sit down and look at the calendar together and plan so we don't kill each other at work. Um, and just be very intentional with our kids, our vacations that we plan, putting those on the calendar in advance because family is important to us. Um, so intentionality has been huge. That intentionality, I think, is just key in everything. And um, it's kind of good. How about you, David? What do you guys do? No, I'd absolutely echo that. That I think it has to be an intentional thing that we have family time together that is not just revolving around work. And at the same time, for us, when we travel together as a family, we do try to keep our heads up and say, well, are we going somewhere that we could take an extra day and make sure yeah. that we have a play day? And so this isn't purely about work, but we make sure that we take advantage of the opportunities that sometimes come along to, to just have extra fun. I, I think yeah. sometimes that's, you know, we get early access to the bounce houses or whatever it might be, <laughs> but we're going to do something that we as yeah. a family have, you know, extra family time for just us. It was kind of fun over the years. You know, I've traveled a good bit and my family would look at my calendar and really kind of say, you know, we want to go there. You know, if I'm going to... Uh, Minneapolis, you know, the mall, especially when the girls were teenagers, you know, (laughs) mall of America. Yes. We'll use those frequent flyer miles. And, um, I think, you know, going early, staying late, 
uh, Whitney just got back from helping me on a trip out in Los Angeles and we went a day early so she could do some shopping at her favorite uh, mall uh, in the world, which is Fashion Island. And uh, so we were, we were able to do that. And then I took a day and got another check mark off my bucket list by going to the Fender factory. And nice. she enjoyed watching me uh, go nuts at the, um, uh, as she said, I was worshiping in another house of worship. Uh, and uh, But I really wasn't. I was just enjoying it a whole lot. And um, it's kind of exciting. So I think that is important, is look for ways that even in the midst of work, that you can uh, go early, stay late, be intentional. And uh, what about you two guys? What do... What do the Joneses do? Let's keep up with the Joneses here. <laughs> I think for us, a lot of it <clears throat> comes in our communication because there's days where we want to go home at five o'clock and cook a meal together. And so we'll communicate, hey, yeah, I might have to work schedules, late. The schedules don't always line up with no. working in two different totally departments. Not at all at times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so what happens when you want to go home and Nicole says, no way, Jose. Well, sometimes it revolves around food. And so I might need to go home or go get something to eat, but we'll communicate through it all. And so um, if it's something that needs to happen in the office, then um, some of the t- I can always find more work to do. I'll find something to do. And then other times we might just go home and then go back at it. Yeah. And that's been one of the things that I've loved about working for myself is uh, I can split the day up. Like if I know that Sparrow's coming over and uh, Gigi's already said she'll babysit, then, you know, G's going to get some of that action too. And uh, I'll just, you know, kind of cut the phone calls and do some things and then get back after it later. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's really the wonderful thing for me right now is I can set my own office hours. And that's been a tremendous blessing where family uh, can be a priority. And I think that's what you're really saying is in the midst of everything you're doing, making family a priority is definitely uh, the key to being able to work together. Now, Corey and Nicole, tell me some other things you guys do as far as uh, in this communication thing, because there's times uh, that um, a minute ago you guys were talking and you were talking about how uh, when you're, sometimes you go by your titles rather than your names. And so talk about some of that uh, communication. Um, yeah. So sometimes we're, you know, we at home and uh, um, I need to talk to the children's minister. And so I don't approach Corey as my husband. I don't tell I don't call him husband. I don't call him Corey. I'll say, I need to have a conversation with the children's minister this happened and I need you to fix it as the children's minister. So then that way we can kind of leave that separate from husband and wife. And then there'll be other times where I'm like, I need to talk to you as my husband, but I need to complain about work. (laughs) And so um, we we can still, you know, have that as well. Yeah. That intentionality, um, I think going back to what the other guys said, you know, and in your communication, uh, that is so important. And uh, is there ever a time with any of y'all that, um, you know, you say, I want to talk to the children's pastor and 
you, he says uh, he's off. Uh, he doesn't <laughs> uh, work here absolutely. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll definitely be at dinner, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, he's off the clock. You're gonna have to talk to him tomorrow. Let me put that on my calendar. Yeah. Uh, Schedule you an appointment." <laughs> and I think that that really goes back to the whole, you know, uh, respecting one another mm-hmm. and respecting one another. You know, when uh, it's just, you know, I, I know even. Um, when Julie, when the kids were little and she'd asked me a question and there were times I said, honey, I promise I'll tell you about that, but I don't want to talk about that right now. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, I need to be off. And, mm-hmm. uh, I think respecting that from the other partner, uh, makes all the difference in the world mm-hmm. because, uh, sometimes it's not. What are some other things as far as I know? Uh, Corey, you are like me. You really like your calendar and uh, use a lot of different calendars. What all calendars do you use in work and home and all those things? Well, they all pretty much sync together, but we have a Google calendar with our staff. And I also use the Apple native calendar and the Sunrise app. It's a good one for you to check out. Yeah, I want to check that out. And um, like we'll share a calendar. And so Nicole, can she has full permissions on mine to be able to make edits or changes. That's good. And uh, we trust our calendar. And so Sunday afternoon, if I want to schedule a lunch, I look on the calendar to see if she beat me to it. And if she did, then we have plans. That's good. Yeah, I am really surprised in uh, almost you know eight plus years of doing Infuse how many people come into my coaching program and they don't live by their calendar? And for me, I just can't function without mine. You know, uh, I always think that Julie is paying me a compliment because she thinks I know my schedule. And, uh, you know, I have to say, baby, let me look at my calendar. And she said, well, I thought you might know what you're doing tomorrow. And I says, I don't have a clue because, <laughs> you know, one of the things that, I think any of you that's listened to the club or read any of my books know that my brain is for thinking and dreaming. It's not for remembering things. That's what the calendar's all about. And so that leaning on your calendar and actually trusting it and uh, not only just the things that you do in the planning mode, if you read Beat the Clock, you know that there's planning, there's also preparation, there's evaluation, then there's using uh, delegation, using the time of others. And so all four of those steps of time management, uh, you have to depend on your calendar. And so if you don't have a calendar or one that you're happy with, uh, you might want to talk to us on kidmencoach.com in the club group. And uh, you can uh, ask some questions about calendars or read my book, Beat the Clock. And I have a lot of people say, well, I've read that book. Well, read it eight more times. (laughs) uh, I think one time there was somebody in an infused group, y'all might remember, that I said, you need to read that 24 more times. uh, (laughs) So it's something that uh, you guys do. Now, how about uh, you, uh, David, you and Tish, share it, share it. We do. We're all set up on iCalendar. We actually have, I mean, I guess multiple different color coding there. So it just kind of tells me if it's one color, it's something just for me. If it's a different color, it's, you know, something for our boys. It might be just a, you know, a doctor's appointment or something like that. A different color is something for our family. In other words, this is something mainly for our kids, but I need to make sure it's on my calendar to be there. 
So same thing, we just kind of sync it up but have different colors to let us know, you know, who's this really for. And we also try to be intentional about having alerts um, for things like you said, where your wife might be saying, what are you doing tomorrow? And you say, I don't know. And um, if there is something I need to know tomorrow, I try to put an alert on there, have my wife do that when she puts yeah. it on the calendar so that today it alerts me, yeah. remember and tomorrow it's morning. It's really about knowing that. how to use a calendar correctly. Uh, and I think that um, you're never done with setting an appointment until you set some alerts. I, I think that that's important and how people like their alerts and all those kind of things. Absolutely. It's good. Now, Adrian, you and Ty use two different types of calendar, don't you? We use the same calendar, but because we don't use uh, iCal, but we use Google because okay. he's more the Google guy. Yeah, so. and, and I think that's really cool that you love your husband enough to use a faulty calendar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. I think that's... I like him. No greater love has anyone <laughs> than to use a Google product. There you go. <laughs> and all the people that work for Google just got mad at me. <laughs> that's all right. Um, but it's kind of fun. What else in the communication uh, vein do you guys do that works for you? I would say it kind of echoes the original thought of intentionally realizing some, you know, it's so easy to make work a constant part of your communication where you're talking about it over dinner. Uh, for us, as our kids are sitting around the table, we're still talking about work things and just kind of realizing there's a time we have to cut that off. Yeah. But at the same time, realizing that sometimes one of us is working on a little bit of a different project. And so we're way far ahead of the game. And so I'll start talking to Tisha and saying, okay, now remember we're doing this, this, and this. And she'll say, well, I don't remember because <laughs> I, I've been planning that myself for the last month. So she needs to get up to speed. So it, I think it's that balance of, you know, how often do we take work home? Hopefully not that yeah. much, but making sure we don't just jump into the middle of things and yeah. expect somebody else knows everything in our department, so to speak, that they might not. Now, David, you have young kids. Adrian, you have young kids. Um, do y'all have any rules set up with what you talk about or what you don't talk about in front of the kids? We're learning that as our kids get older, there's things you can't say anymore. So yeah. it's it's more learned by faulty. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> Shouldn't have said that in front of our kids. Um, but then just having time like dinner time, you know, there'll be times where we're so focused on something during the day that we'll start to pull out a cell phone and we look at each other. And the cool thing about working with your spouse is I think there's a lot of grace yeah. for understanding ministry and understanding the, the hardship of the job, but they can also help hold you accountable for things. So I find that usually the times that I'm like laser focused and need to reprioritize is the times that he can help call that out of me and vice versa. And I think that's a really strong point that's helped our family. Now, uh, we were talking earlier, and I know Corey and Nicole have one car, and so y'all have to communicate uh, oh, to go yeah. to work and to come home and all those kind of things. But Adrian, uh, you and Ty just take two separate vehicles. Mm -hmm. Yes, we have kiddos that need to be dropped off, so he goes in earlier than I do. Um, so he can get off and pick him up from school and then I take. And so that's, that's another cool thing about working together is the ministry that we work for is super understanding of our family. And we're able to work our schedules that way. Now, when kids are sick, who mm -hmm. stays home with them? 
It depends on who has the bigger event going okay. on. We really right. do. I have a super gracious husband, and he's amazing. And so we'll look at it and, and weigh, okay, who is it more important for to be at the church right now? And who is more important to be at home right yeah. now? And so, and if our kids request one of us, uh, we stay home. That's good. Yeah. Because, you know, you've heard me say, and we've talked about this, I don't like how women in the church are treated. I think there's a double standard. Uh, anytime my kids were sick and I didn't stay home with them, nobody called me a bad dad. Mm -hmm. And I get really tired when wonderful ladies that have served on my staff, um, you know, for some reason or not, they have great husbands who stay home with kids and then they're talked ugly about. They're a bad mom because they went to work. And, uh, uh, you know, so uh, how do you guys... Have you had any kind of conflict on those kind of things? Not from each other, but maybe from others in the ministry. Honestly, the the environment I work in is very yeah. healthy. And so there's never been our pastor and his wife have always been so supportive of family. Now, if somebody was using and abusing it, right. uh, we don't have a hard time calling things out and pulling it to the carpet. But um, there's never been a been made to feel bad about something that's going on. If anything, our pastor will check in. How's it going? You guys okay? You alive? Need me to bring you something? <laughs> um, which is great. That is great. Now, now Dave, you guys, uh, I guess you all went to a town in the same plane or the same car or uh, vehicle and pulling your trailer and all that. Do you ever wish there was just an extra vehicle around there? <laughs> Right. Yes, and we've done that too. We've had oh. times where it was too long of a drive, so I drove and they took the airplane. Okay. And so we have had to kind of figure that out a time yeah. or two. And mm -hmm. how how does that work? Just age uh, of kids? Yeah, I think that it's... of schedule? Exactly. So important to look at, you know, your season or your phase where you're at. And there's times that, you know, right now we have a one-month-old baby. And so if I'm going to have a 1500 mile trip across the country, yeah. you know, the family's not going on that one. Or, um, if we are going, it might be me and just one of my boys and we're on a plane. And so it's completely looking at what's the season look like? How far are we going? You know, is it going somewhere fun that grandma and grandpa will say, Hey, I'll pay for a ticket and jump on that trip with you. Yeah. And we have some extra help. So it's completely looking at, at that. What's the season? What's the phase? How often can we do this? How far can we go? Yeah, I was at CPC a couple of weeks ago, and Corey was too. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things that Yancey and my wife, Julie, took off to another meeting. Sparrow came home with me, uh, and Dad was just really uh, ready to see him, and they had some big times together. And uh, really, you know, it's one of those things where uh, it just depends on how long you've been gone and all those situations and, being able to be flexible, I think, is probably the most important thing um, in working with family. Any other things that you would tell folks that uh, if you don't do anything else, do this? Um, any must-dos? I would just say in terms of family, you know, for us, we try to minimize how much we talk mainly just about the frustrations that we might have through ministry. Right. But we also try to be super conscious about talking in front of our kids about the positive things we get to do yeah. or they get to do. You know, you get to do this because mom and dad, you know, yeah. are, are, are a part of this ministry. Or when I was at staff at a church, you know, you get early access so they can learn to celebrate 
the good things and yeah. not always see like, oh yeah, you got to be gone or hear you only talking about frustrations. Yeah, I, I think it's crazy how, you know, and let's be honest, uh, we've all heard all this negative rap about PKs, mm. but uh, I've always talked about the benefits Absolutely. that my kids have. And, um, you know, I looked at uh, um, one of the things, because we homeschooled, I gave Julie a day off. And I didn't think it was right for her to just be home every day with the kids. And I got a day off, and she didn't ever get a day off being a mom. And so uh, I took the girls with me, and uh, we tried to do something fun on Saturday mornings, Saturday afternoons. We were setting up, and uh, I remember one of the kids uh, was probably Whitney because Yancey liked to work like her daddy, uh, but uh, said, why are we doing this? And I just said, you know, if I was a farmer, you'd be picking something. But we happen to be a ministry family, and uh, – you know, long before I had interns, everything that an intern would ever do, my girls were doing it. And they were great at it, too. Yeah. And that's what always frustrated me. If uh, an 8- and 12-year-old could knock it out of the park, I expected more out of a college student. <laughs> and uh, it's one of those things that, you know, I was proud of my girls. And they just grew up, um, you know, looking at the benefits of ministry. Mm-hmm. And all those things. And I think you have to be intentional mm-hmm. about talking through those mm-hmm. benefits. Mm-hmm. Now, Adrian, you have a, a wonderful blessing in the fact that there's a sweet family that will help you with your mm-hmm. kids. And I got to meet them uh, when I was down at your church. Mm-hmm. But those folks are just the sweetest people in the whole wide world. Yeah, no, we've been really blessed with uh, a network of people because where we live, uh, we don't have a family close by. And so they've become our family. And since my son was a month old, my son is now seven. Since he was a month old, um, that is their family. That's their tia and tio in Spanish, their aunt and uncle, and they love them. And um, but I think it's so important what uh, David was saying that this is so important that my husband and I, we've decided to give our lives to this because we love Jesus and we believe that this is our calling and we want our kids to see that too. And my husband and I always tell each other, if we, if we fail that, then we didn't do a good job of this. And so I think what you said is so key, bringing them alongside, letting them be a part of what's going on. Um, not talking about the negative in front of them is huge because we're painting a picture for them, whether we think we are or not. Yeah, that's so important. Uh, any other, any other, you got to get this right. I think the very fact, one of the things that I have picked up from everything we've talked about so far is scheduling that family time and having dates and having nights that you reserve for the family, even if you're out of town. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that is very, very important uh, that you do that. Any other got to get this right stuff? I would add to it, if you work with your spouse in offices day in and day out, one thing I've had to learn is not to take offense on behalf of my spouse um, because ministry goes at such a pace to, you know, something rubs you the wrong way. Um, As a a wife, you want to get in and be like, that's not what he meant and that's not what he said and not holding those offenses 
for them and and helping them along in that is something that I would add to it. Um, I've seen people do this really well and I've seen people not do this well and it makes or breaks you at the end of the day because if you can't handle that together, um, then bitterness comes in and it turns kind of ugly. Do y'all ever have anybody on staff or lay people, probably this is where it happens more, where they'll come talk to you about your staff, about about your spouse, Mm -hmm. and uh, say, you know, do do you have to say that's something you know you need to talk to them about yes yeah you have to take control of it because if not it starts to eat at you and then you get involved and you say something quicker than you think you should and it doesn't come off well i get that just having a daughter that's in ministry people ask me you know well how much does she charge and i say i don't know you know she doesn't charge me anything you know, uh, I do have to pick out the check sometimes, uh, <laughs> but uh, Yancey's great about trying to treat her old man. But uh, it's one of those things in looking at family and how we deal with it. Uh, there are times you have to say, just, you know, go talk to them, you mm-hmm. know, and I think that's good. Any other big conflicts or something that you guys have or uh, negatives that you found how to make a positive slant? Um. You were talking about communication, and we've talked a lot about, you know, don't bring work home or try to limit how much you bring work home. But I think you also have to remember when you're in the office that you are married to somebody else on staff. Uh, Corey will come into my office frequently throughout the day and, um, you know, give me a kiss or tell me he loves me just as he's passing by and because we are different. He is my husband, and if yeah. we don't treat each other like spouses throughout the day, then when we get home, it's like, wait a minute, who are you? Um, so it's important to also treat your spouse like your spouse when you're in the office. That's good. It's real good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's important that um, you realize, you know, I have a problem um, when Yancey worked for me. Um, I kind of expect more out of my family <laughs> than I do everybody else. And as a boss, I had to really watch not having a double standard for her and all the other employees. Uh, sometimes, you know, we talked about having a grace with, you know, working together. Uh, but I was almost too hard. I was probably expected more out of her than some other people. And I had to, you know, realize that I needed to be a fair boss. And that was something for me that I had to work on on a regular basis. It's very true. I, Our creative arts pastor, if he drops the ball on something and forgets to do a graphic or something, it, it doesn't bother me. But if, when it's my wife, I have to really remember to extend that grace, yeah. not take that personal. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's just uh, one of those things. Now, I work at uh, Help a Church in Oklahoma, and uh one of the staff members is the son of the pastor. And I have found that of the three relationships, which is family member, boss, and pastor, sometimes you can only be two at any one time. And especially if you work, oh, you know, if you answer to uh, a spouse or a family member, uh, and that's been one of the things that I've been able to come on as uh, an executive pastor type and help. If I need to be spiritual dad, if I need to be boss, or if I need to be pastor so he can be 
the other relationships. That's one of the best ways that I can serve my pastor uh, in uh, when the pastor has family on staff and coming al- along uh, dust. Uh, my pastor's son, you know, there's never been a day on the earth that I hadn't known him. I was his children's pastor. And so there's times I've had to tell his dad, you know, for him to be able to unload on me as a family member, uh, there's some things that I just have to, you have to trust me that I can't tell you, he said, uh, you know, if we're in those relationships. And I think that's one of the key things is being able to serve one another and help one another and, and uh, go in that area. But that's been a big help to me to know in boss, pastor, and family member uh, and just say which of those you are, that being intentional. And I think that's important. Any other, um, what about the pluses that you guys have found in working together? I think one of the biggest pluses is you actually get to be together. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe all the people that say, I don't know how you spend so much time working with your wife. And well, I kind of like it. That's why we got married. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One more month where I get to say, if you like it, then you ought to put a ring on it. That is, singing Beyonce two months in a row. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, that's amazing to me that, uh, you know, I love my family mm-hmm. and I love working with them. And, you know, um, my youngest daughter recently uh, just left a company that she'd been working with for over 10 years. And uh, one of the reasons, you know, somebody said, was it hard to leave? And said, well, not really. I was coming back into the family business, you know, ministry and being able to work with my family and be with my family. And it's just been amazing uh, this year, uh, 2016. I've already been in Oklahoma for a week. I've been in Chattanooga for a week. And I've been in, um, you know, Los Angeles for a week. And uh, the cool thing is I had a different family member with me in all those. Uh, One is just me and Julie. uh, Another one is me and Whitney. And then we had everybody at CPC. That was one of the reasons I went to the conference was because if I stayed home, I wouldn't see anybody kin to me. So (laughs) I went and booked the conference so I could hang out with my family, especially my grandson. And so I think that that family time and being intentional uh, with it, it, it's when you don't have family time mm-hmm. and you work together. I think that's a real shame and mm-hmm. a real disgrace. All right, a couple other things real quick you think we need to say about this. I think another benefit, I love having a pulse on where she's at and I can step in and volunteer my time or something like yeah. that and be able to serve her uh, while on the clock. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I never have a hard time. I could work for any of my family. Uh, I don't have to be the one giving the orders. It's real easy for me, uh, to serve them and help them with the things that they have going on. And I think part of that's because they've been so wonderful to serve and help me. And, uh, I think that's a, a real benefit. Anything else before we leave? You know, I'd, I would add that I think the one other thing that, that I love is the fact that we can kind of dream together. Yeah. You know, not just kind of goal set. And within your family, you're always kind of talking about that. Where are we trying to go? What are we doing? And, and to take that not just from a, 
you know, where are we going to live and what's our house going to look like and how many kids are we going to have? But, you know, what are the big dreams that God's put on our heart ministry wise and to be able to kind of chase those things together and see those things happen together. I think that's awesome. I think when I see some families where, you know, there's one person that that maybe is more, I guess, involved in, in God's big dream for them and the other hopefully cheers and applauds from the sideline, but isn't as involved. I don't think it has the same impact as when you're really out there together saying this is the the God co- the calling God has put on our life, not just my life. Mm-hmm. And so you you hit those goals together, you see things happen together and you see God do things in your life as a team and not just yeah. as an individual. That's awesome to see. Yeah, it is. And you know for as a parent, I believe with all my heart that God has a plan for my kids and mm-hmm. it's different than the plan that he has for me. Uh, each girl he made differently and made them in a wonderful way. And I, I said this and connect with your kids, but you know, I don't want to stand before God mm-hmm. and him say, this was a call on your children's lives and you didn't support it. Mm-hmm. You didn't help it. You didn't encourage it. And, and so that those natural bends and giftings mm-hmm. on your child uh, we get that. But what about those natural callings and bends on your spouse mm-hmm. and being able to help them fulfill the call of God that's on their life, uh, even if it's not, you know, to help you with your ministry, mm-hmm. but how can we help one another in, mm-hmm. in the things that God's called us to? So that's I think great. that's huge. Yeah. And so it's important. I think it would be great if um, right now we just prayed uh, for families. And uh, I think that I don't know of a better way to close the podcast than to just pray for families, especially those that work together. So uh, let's just do that. Lord, we thank you that we had the privilege of talking about um, the challenges and also the blessings of working together for you on staff as a family and ministry. And Lord, we lift up every family of every minister that's listening right now, those that work together and those that don't. Lord, help us to live in such a way where our family um, is just a testimony of your word, of your goodness. And uh, Lord, help us to serve one another. Help us to help our spouse see their dreams come true and what you have called them to do. And Lord, I pray that Uh, Lord, you would bless our ministries, but more than anything else, bless our families. May our families be strong and may our families represent you. And Lord, we just thank you that uh, you created the family even before the church. And so Lord, help us to take some of these things that we've heard today, help us to apply that to make our family stronger. And Lord, I thank you for each person that's listening, and I ask you to bless their kids, bless their spouse, bless all that their family puts their hand to, in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I think that's a wrap, and uh, it's been a great month. Thanks for listening to the club right here. um, It's um, on iTunes. If you hadn't already, please uh, sign up to... uh, Subscribe to it and get it every single month. I'd also really appreciate any uh, comments or any kind of uh, feedback that you could give us and give us a good review. Uh, Also, if you'd like to talk more about family and ministry or ask a question, 
then get on KidmenCoach.com. If you're not on Kidmen Coach, you can use the code GET10, all in caps, and uh, that is a coupon code that will get you 10% off the one-time low membership fee. And so you say, why do you do that? Well, I got hit with European bots, which is a whole nother story, and we'll have to tell you about sometime. But um, I found that um, if you get on and you pay a little bit for it, you will post more. And so that's one of the things, kidmancoach.com. And so check it out. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And uh, if I can help you in any way, please send me an email or contact me. I want to be a blessing to you and your family. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining Jim for this month's lesson. For more information on Jim's resources, consulting services, infused coaching program, or to contact us, visit jimweidman.com. At Jim Weidman Ministries, we are committed to building strong leaders.